for episode seven of the hashtag adulting and other bad ideas podcast. I'm Mike. I'm Brian. What's up? And and this is what we do. This is all we do. It's another week. We sit in cryogenic stasis for the rest of the week and then this we come is, out of it. It's almost been two months that we've been doing this weekly. I don't believe that. I, I, that I'm true? really honestly surprised that we've stuck with this this long. And I, I have a feeling, I know we've said that a couple times now, but it's just going to be a continuous thing because every time I come over here, I'm like, we're still doing it. All right. We've stuck with something. Yeah. <laughs> we got to keep the streak going, man. We're up to seven. You get into the double digits. We're at seven, seven episodes. Ah, ah, ah. No? Okay. Yeah, I, no. I, I, I get it to count. Okay. You know. Yeah. I so mean, Ses- Sesame Street. Kids will never know what Sesame Street was. Such no. A, such a good show. I mean, it's still there, kind of. Yeah, but it's not the same. But it's it's not like it used to be. It was like Saturday Night Live for like four-year-olds. It was, yeah, it, was, for children. it was awesome. And now it's just a really politically correct, like... I don't know what it is. It's, it's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, so what what did we do last night? What did we do last night? So, Chet Stevens. Chet Stevens. We're going to lead the show off with this your, because your that was... man crush. Yeah, no, and, and rightly, legitimately. Rightly so. Like, so. I, I'm totally okay with saying that. Like, Chet... So, Chet is... I used to work at this bar in, uh, in Plano called Urban Rio. And oh, I he, thought that we were going to remain nameless, the bar. And I don't give a fuck. So, he would come and he would play... Uh, like Friday nights and do uh, these like three, four hour sets of just covers and stuff. And I remember the first time that I saw him, I was just blown away by how talented he was, even just with covers and stuff. And, and so then, you know, we got talking and especially with weathered pages stuff, we were, we chatted about that a little bit. And so I got to know him and he ended up giving me his CD and I listened to the new album, which is called altered courses. And it, it just, you can check it out on Spotify. It, yeah, you can. Spotify, iTunes, Chet like Stevens. the, the C-H-E-T. whole. C H E T. Yep, C H E T, and then Stevens with a V, yep. not P H. Yep. Um, but like, I I was blown away. I was absolutely blown away by the the talent that he had. Especially like you and I have recorded a lot, mm-hmm. and so to hear what he did with his album and just the production and the talent that went into it. I was like, what the hell? Dude? Well, and then, so we went to see him last night and I've seen him do his covers and I've heard the album and I'm like, yeah, he's pretty good. But like after seeing him last night, I'm just like, what? I mean, he's from his musical level is from a different planet. Like he is coming down to earth from like Mars or something. And it's just, it's crazy how good he is. And he's playing at this strip mall in Richardson. With like I, nobody I'm there. like, you should be playing to sold out arenas. Yep. What is happening? And and he was not, he was not throwing his A game last night. He was throwing no, like, he was having fun. He's like C plus B minus. And like, he maybe messed up twice if that, and, and he played like probably 10,000 notes. Yep. So it's like, it was not, I, I want to go see him live. The next time they play, I want to go see him again because they're an amazing, oh, amazing it was show. All four of them too. Like, the, I, musician, I wish, the level of musicianship was off the charts. I, wish, I, I thought about this earlier today because I wish that I had talked to um, his, the keyboardist because that, that synth tone that he had on a lot of his solos, I was like, it's Dennis DeYoung. It's, it's the Sticks guy. It's just the standard Moog like sine wave. Yeah, I know, but it, <laughs> it sounded exactly like Sticks, and I want to be like, okay, do you like Sticks? Is that, is that like one of your influences? Because I'm pretty sure that he would say yes. Probably. But like all four of them. They had a very Steely Dan vibe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... And they were so tight. Like, they were. All four of them were 
absolutely incredible yep. musicians. Yes, they were. They're like the bass player. And it's funny because we were talking about the bass player for the, the first band. Um, I want to say Silver, Silver, Silver Chair, Cloud. Silverado. Silver Cloud or something like that. Silver Cloud. And they were, they were okay, but I mean, just I didn't really know what to make of them. But I mean, their bass player was really good. He had, had good harmonies and just stayed in that pocket. And I was like, wow, man, I, I wish we had him as a bass player. And then Chet gets up with his guys and his bass player. I'm like, okay, no, I wish I had him as a bass player. Well, <laughs> and they were genuinely like having a good time with each other. Oh, like, yeah. Their, that, their chemistry was really there, solid. They're like, you know, they're laughing. They're making jokes. Like, it was fun to watch them. So they were just, they're really entertaining and just on point on everything. I mean, it was, it was one of the best shows that I've seen. Silver Cloud. Silver Cloud. And they had that one song that I liked. And I'm like, what's the name of that song you guys just played? And they wouldn't say it. And they're like, Freebird, because you had been yeah, yelling Freebird. because I kept Freebird. yelling Freebird. <laughs> so at their whole set, I'm like, there's one song that I wanted to know. And like, we didn't get to know what it was. So. I know. I'll have, to, I'll have to go through Spotify or something and, and try to find it. Because yes, that was good. That, that was, was a good That song. was a sweet little well, jam. And they had, so our main focus is Chet. But this other band, it seemed like they had two lead singers and one of them was sort of this country rockabilly. Yep. And then, but he had that song that I liked too, which I don't even, it was just, it was different. And the other guy sounded, he was like straight out of the late nineties, like oh, Gin yeah. Blossoms, Goo Goo Dolls, Blind. Three Doors Down. And I'm like, you're born in the wrong decade, man. Because <laughs> he was like, all of his stuff was exactly like that. Well, and even Chet is though. Like I, oh, I hate the fact yeah. that somebody, like this goes into the whole music industry conversation, but the it, it drives me nuts that somebody that talented and a group that talented, like with all four of them, are doing are a free not, show at a strip mall. And, yeah, yeah. Like they're they're not playing the shows that they they should be playing. That's ridiculous. And the problem is, to is me. that that probably that very scene probably played out a thousand times in across the country last night, oh, where yeah. a band that was like amazing is playing far, far, far beneath their station. Yep. You know, and it's like. And it's just stupid. Like, there's so much talent out there. And, and Chet is just, you know, observation well, that, number one. That goes but, into, like, we're not going to go to the deep part of the show yet. But the, the, the logical fallacy that we kind of talked about yesterday, that, that talent and effort and work equal success. And, right. And they don't. Like, they, that's, that's not it. It's not an equation that works like that. I wish that I was friends with Jason Mraz because I would be like, listen to this guy. Like right now, and put him like do a tour and put him on as your opening act. I mean, you've spent a fair time, a fair amount of time on his obsessing over Jason on, on his estate, like trespassing, but he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't know about that, you know. On his like, I got some really good and, avocados from yeah, his, his little avocado farm. farm. <laughs> yes, you did, but he doesn't know about that, and the police. I'm don't just know about kidding. That. I haven't ever been on his estate. That's a lie. Oh, that's a lie. <laughs> that was that was an embellishment. Is it though? So I mean, I would if I was out there and I had the opportunity. Then hell yeah, I would be the first person to jump over and be like, "I'm going to take Jason Mraz's avocados." I'd throw an avocado at him. Just but like the the more that I listen to Chet's album because I've been listening to it again today uh, after last night and just it, again just it blows me away. But he has that very like jam bandy Jason Mraz, yeah. Dave Matthews vibe. And I get that that's been done and it's not like the popular, you know, opinion of what music should be right now. And he's got, he definitely has like a seventies Steely Dan vibe and those types of things. But he like, it's just, again, it's so frustrating because he is worlds beyond what, like even you and I are like, oh, yeah. we're talented musicians, I, but yeah, 
We're not even the same I, I league can, can, as him. I can touch. We're we're double A and he's like majors. Like uh, we're we're just chilling. Like yeah, no, we're we're good. We're hoping we're gonna get our call. He should have gotten the call already. He he is at a professional talent level. Like the stuff that he can do is just unreal. And again, that's just that's his gift. You know, like he has this, and I'm sure he's worked hard to develop it. But it is it is a gift that he has, and. But it doesn't equal success. Wait, what was that? Today, Junior success. Today, Junior. So, anyways, so Chet Stevens, Stevens with a V, C H E T. Check him out. Uh, go out, go out on Spotify and on iTunes, on pretty much anything. Uh, and if you live in the Dallas Fort Worth area and you have a chance to look him up and find out where he's playing, go see him. Right. Like that is that is by far and away one of the best decisions that you'll ever make in your life. Come so. to the show and you can punch Mike in the stomach. So that's the thing. Why is it always? <laughs> how did we get here? I don't know, but that's like because how did we get to this place where it's like, yeah, you'll see us, you'll see Chad, and you can punch Mike in the stomach. We're trying to raise money to go to Australia, and like the only way that right. we seem to be able to do that is by with putting, the Huntsman spiders, so that I can die with bodily harm. But you know. We don't, uh, it just, I just, I don't understand. It'd be funny if we got like huge and that just became a thing where people like, you'd be I walking around, and you'd walk around in public and people are like punching this, somebody like hits you with their car. Right. That's <laughs> It's just like, they see me and they recognize <laughs> me and they don't even say hi. Like, 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 nobody comes up and says like, Hey, you're, you're, you're Mike from the, the hashtag adulting and other bad ideas podcast. Like, Oh my God. Like I, I listen to your show all the time. Can I get your autograph? Can I get a picture with you? No, they just hit me with they the car. You. Some guy like gets you with a flamethrower. I'm like, wow, this went way too far. <laughs> You're like some guy like just comes over and like clotheslines me. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Is, is That's what this is now? Like that, that's my part in this? No, probably Fuck. don't do that. Just come see, come see Chet. Yeah, no, go, go see him. Such if you're in the nice Dallas Fort Worth area, go see him. Super nice. Yeah, really, really so down cool. to earth. You know, I went up to him after the show and I told him that I felt like I was in the audience after Marty McFly was on stage uh, in Back to the Future. Yeah. And he does that solo and just like rips everybody's face off. And he's like, okay, well, that, that's probably, you know, your, your kids are going to, your kids are going to love it. And I told him that and Chet's response was like, well, you know, I mean, we're, we're still on working on yeah. stuff. And I'm like, you I just, will kill you. you. Just played an unbelievable. So we're working on it. Like so. really? Yeah. So I mean, I don't know, but go see him. Check out his stuff for sure, and you know, and, and you will not be disappointed. I promise that. But um, so moving on, you're you're doing a cut. I'm doing a cut. You're cutting. And what are you cutting? I'm cutting carbs. Do you have like like scissors, or is it like a no. like? Do you have like those scissors that you get as a kid, where like you can only have a certain pair of scissors, where it's like childproofed? Did you ever try it? So they had right-handed and left-handed scissors, and you'd grab them from yeah, the bucket, and you grab. I the totally wrong, did. You grab the wrong ones, like you and then you're sitting there with, you le- with lefty it. scissors, and I'm putting it yeah. on the right hand, and it just feels weird. Yeah, or you try, and it wouldn't cut the paper, and you. And like, then you eat the paste. Well, I I didn't do that. I ate paste. <laughs> <laughs> it tasted really good. <laughs> okay. So so you're doing a cut. <laughs> so so I'm doing a cut, and it's like. It's like the worst thing ever. I'm not gonna lie. It's so, it's so hard. And so today, I I getting I'm down from like four carbs to two carbs a day. And on today, since I did two portions of carbs, two portions or of carbs a day. So what is a portion of carbs? Like 200 grams of brown rice. That's it. Yeah, or a potato. That's a portion. Or a potato. Or a potato. Like the one that I bought you. No. <laughs> we should post a picture of that. I know. I sent Mike, so when we were roommates, I sent Mike to get a, I'm like, we need a potato. And he comes back with a potato that was literally the size of a football. And I'm like, 
It was huge. It was essentially four potatoes. And I'm like, all right. And I made potatoes out. But no, no, like a regular sized potato, not like a mutant potato. That was the biggest potato it I've was, ever seen. And it was like, I knew it what was you... was ginormous. I, to be fair, I knew what you wanted. That was, but I saw that and I was like, I, you, what am I supposed to do with this? I can't pass that you up. You were Dr. House in that situation. Oh, entirely. I was like, there's a giant potato. The I can't just Wilson. leave that sitting there. No. He told me to get a potato. <laughs> I did. I got a potato. It just happened to be a giant potato. You did. Okay, so so going so this morning I didn't have any didn't have any carbs or whatever and I'm sitting in church and it's like my body is running on like thirty percent power. Like people are talking and I'm like takes me like three or four seconds to process it and then like I respond back and it's just I don't know. It's it's a lot of work. Plus like the amount of cardio that I have to do is like five times a week now. I did four and a half hours of cardio last week and it's going to get worse because next week it's going to go down to two carbs on one day and then no carb and then one carb and then no carbs. And then it's going to go down to like no carbs for like four days. Okay, but aren't, aren't carbs basically like human fuel? Like protein is there to help with like muscle building and, and those types of things. But carbs are, are that's literally like a fuel. Like carbs, you, you hear about runners and they carb load before they go on like a, a 26 mile carbs marathon. Carbs are one of the three macronutrients that your body can burn. So like protein right. and fat being the other two. Carb, so how do you have any energy, I guess, is what I'm trying to get you, at. You don't. That's the problem. Cause so carb, why do you do it? Just for fun, I guess. <laughs> is it fun though? It will be. I'm starting to see my obliques more. So it's like, I, I want to, I yeah, I know, right? I'm like, yay. So I want to see how low I can get my body fat percentage now. Just to, just to see, you know, I want to. I guess if it's, a, if it's an experiment. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I want, because I've never been below like, nine percent and i want to see if i can get below seven just just to see and then we'll we'll stop but god seven seven percent body fat like i don't even know what to do with that some people are lower than that just naturally so it's yeah we'll, we'll keep you apprised of that but it is it is a big change because you're you're just tired all the time you're just exhausted what are you doing I I, it's an instagram post okay don't worry i it's okay where i'm instagramming the fact that we're we're doing a podcast. Okay. <laughs> so. Anyways. Yeah. So, so yeah, Brian's doing a cut. Oh, and David will be here. When will he be here? On Friday. On Thursday. Well, Friday morning, but it's like one o'clock in the morning. This week? Yeah. Yep. He'll be, he flies in Thursday. Well, Friday. Okay. Friday morning. Cause it's like one o'clock in the morning. Who's going to pick him up from the airport? I'm going to pick him up from the airport. <laughs> Because I have, so I have like a big travel week for the first three days of the week. So I'm not, like, I, I, I will probably be off on Friday. Because that's the, one of the perks of my job is I have three-day weekends. Because I put like 50 hours into three days. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I'm going to go get him from the airport and take him back to, the, to my place for various reasons. For, ver- for various reasons. No one knows anything. It's okay. We're not going to talk about Some it. Some of us know too much. Um, yeah. So... But we'll see if he's fat because he's been drinking a lot. He's been drinking a lot. And he called me the day and he said, I was supposed to go to the gym, but instead I went and got a milkshake. I don't think he's going to be fat. Like, I don't think it happens that fast, but he's, I, he's not going to be as cut as he was. No, he's not going to be as cut as he was. It's okay. Well, we're, he'll be on the show next week and, and we'll talk about this. We, I'm worried about his drinking. David, I'm worried that you're drinking too much. I know you're listening. I'm to not this. worried about it. Drink more. That is not true. Mike has also expressed concern about your drinking. I have not. <laughs> yeah, I did a little <laughs> bit. <but. laughs> yeah, I'm like, you are lying. <laughs> you are full of shit. Um, 
Yeah, no, he'll he'll be here next week. So we'll have David back on the show, and uh, it'll, it'll be good times. Like we're, I'm I'm excited for him to be here for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I I know he's definitely not been on the same like strict routine that he was for a minute. Well, and I'm wondering what I'm going to do after. So obviously, especially when I go down to zero carbs, that's not sustainable, and you have to drink distilled water. And so you you lower your water intake. You just eat protein. It's distilled water. As compared to like tap water? Like spring water, yeah, which has um, other micronutrients Fluoride. in it. Fluoride, <laughs> potassium, sodium, like electrolytes. So when you drink distilled or spring, or um, not spring water, it's distilled water. So it pulls all that stuff out of your body and all of the water out of your subcutaneous fat and like puts it into your muscle. And But you can't live like that. So I don't know if I'm going to go back to eating four carbs a day like I was, but I don't know if I'm going to get as fat as I was before either. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. And then I definitely want to have As like, fat as you were? Like, I want to punch you in the head right now. I was like 16% or 17% body fat. Oh, my God. Like just, I don't know what to do with my life right now. 17%. I'm like 29% or you're something. You're not 29% body fat. I'm like 50. You're like, you're like 15% body fat. <laughs> I mean, you were you were getting up there. You were like pushing two twenty. No, I've two twenty two twenty three was my highest. That's the wake, that was the wake. And now I'm now I'm down to two sixteen. So so I've done good. I'm I'm even making um, chicken right now. All right for for the week. Like yeah. I, I went to so I went shopping today, the adulting. Uh, uh-huh. And I so I went shopping and I got um, you know chicken and bacon and jalapenos and. Um, avocado i found this new recipe for like a keto friendly type thing which is it's like avocados and it's chicken no it's not um <laughs> look it up. and it's <laughs> i have looked it up and it's keto they're wrong short for ketogenics um but you're dumb i reagan will agree with me She's so wrong. you're wrong oh my god i'm gonna hit you <laughs> not, um, not from there you're not <laughs> hold on <laughs> pause <laughs> So, no, but I got like avocados because I found this recipe that's like chicken and tomatoes and uh, asparagus and like a bunch of other stuff. And it's basically like these little avocado bowls oh, type of right. a thing. So, which, I mean, it's, it sounds really good and it's, it's low on, on the carbs that are, are bad for you. So, um, carbs aren't bad for you. Well, there are carbs that are bad for you. There are carbs that will turn into fat faster. Right. Yeah. So, and the ones that I'm eating, like everything that I bought today, I was like, like I walked away from the grocery store today and I was like, yeah, man. It's, and I, I, there, yeah. there is a little bit of a, of a, of a self-righteous holier than thou feeling when you go to the store and you buy like brown rice and chicken and eggs. <laughs> You're like, they're like, what? What's up? Like, you look around and see what other people are buying. People are buying like ice cream. The guy behind me is buying like, yeah, twelve pack of beer. Oh man, like I, so I've been so hungry. Like I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like craving cheese. Like you remember how oh, much cheese? Oh yeah, your I used blocks of cheese. So I, so I used to do this thing. I'd go to, it was it was Walmart cheese, great value, and I like I would slice There's a couple a block pieces of it. And I'd put it in the microwave for like eight or nine seconds and I would just like eat that. Yep. It made me so happy. And I remember that oh. was like, you thought that that was like so healthy too at oh, that point before you got yeah. to where you're at now. No. And that was like, oh, I'm eating cheese. It's totally fine. And and that oh. was just like, literally it was just this giant block of cheese. And and you would, and you got it down. Like I was really, I was impressed by the fact that you got it to this place where it was, it was it's like eight seconds in yeah, the microwave. It was, I had it like it was so scientifically accurate. I bet so many people like happiness and cheese are like really 
almost the same thing. So I think that a lot of people would agree with me in that. But I, I do miss cheese. Yeah, I love cheese. Oh, it's so good. I can't, I can't give it up. I'm sorry. I. It's just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of worried. Cheese, banana chips. Oh, I remember the banana chip phase. You would eat like probably two uh, bags in the span so of like a day. Good. And I'm like, they're healthy. And I'm like, it's like eating a pound of sugar. It literally is. And then I, I remember I went in to do a weigh-in one time and Elise like, what have you been eating? Like he knew. He yeah, knew know. because the scale was like two pounds higher than it should have been. Which is, it's, that's scary. It was terrifying. I would not want to train with Elise. He would, he would, every time I would go in there, he'd be like, this is, why are you paying me? Right. He, and he's done You're that. worthless. He's done that. He's ripped up people's contracts before. This one guy couldn't quit baking. And he's like, you're done. Just, uh, I, nope, I couldn't quit bacon. Right. Like I, that's what that one of the things that I do is is these these bacon wrapped jalapenos with cream cheese. Like it, it's a, a very keto friendly. It's my number one favorite food wrapped around my number three. Yeah. Favorite. <laughs> ah, because you're watching Parks and Rec. Again. But it's a uh, like it's 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 a very keto friendly meal, and and they're right. really good. Like it's not that high in calories. Like because I've been trying to stay under two thousand right now. Like for for me for right. my body type. I thought about that last night because when you had the thing and you're like, okay, this is the only thing I've eaten today. But how much, so alcohol has seven calories per gram plus whatever else is sure. in there too. So, so I'm sure I, I, I probably went a little bit over 2000 yesterday okay. based on alcohol, right. but, but I've tried really hard to stay under 2000 because for my body type from like, like I've, I have a couple apps that I've, I've started to do where right. I track those types of things. I should be eating for my body type, like close to three. Your resting metabolic rate is pretty probably in the early the like low 2000s i would bet yeah maybe maybe the high 18 1900 it's somewhere in that range mine's mine's like 18 or 1900 and i weigh way less than you yeah so 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 i've i've tried to to be conscious of that at least because i've also tried to kind of up my activity right and even if it's just going to walking around that's good but so so i I try to stay under 2000 calories Mm mm-hmm and and for the most part, I've been doing pretty good. Like weekends are harder because that's when I drink more. Weekends are harder because there's nothing to do. Like when I'm at work, right. I'm not thinking about food. And then, yeah, no, exactly. When I'm yeah. traveling, when I'm driving around, like that's I'm not worried about eating. But it, I'm worried about driving. Right. But if I'm home, I'm like every ten seconds, my brain's like, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm you should hungry. eat something. Yeah, I'm like, eat something. No, I don't want to. So so I've I've tried to stay under that two thousand calorie limit and. Uh, and usually like during the week, I'm probably around like 12 to 1500. Right. And, and then weekends we're probably eclipsing the 2000 mark a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm still conscious of enough that I'm not going over 2000. Right. But I'm, I'm aware of it. And so, you know, the, the bacon wrapped jalapenos, like, I mean, they're, they're basically nothing. It's like, I can eat five of them and we're talking like, you know, you, you're not doing 500 calories. You're not like consuming all of it. Cause timing is the other thing that people miss when they're trying to do because intermittent fasting that can work you, you'll burn a lot of muscle doing that but you don't want to like eat all your calories in one big meal you kind of want to space it out over no like, i spread yeah okay. i spread it out like it's Good. it's not like i just eat everything in, in one sitting yeah. and then i have like nothing for that, the rest that of the meme day. it's like i try to keep my metabolism on its toes it's like is either gonna be total starvation today or <laughs> six thousand calories <laughs> like three pizzas you're just like ah yeah so you don't want to do that so yeah, no, like I, I've at least been conscious of it. So I feel like I'm That's making good. a step in the right direction. Like I may not be down to where you are with like the blended chicken shit, but <laughs> it's, it's at least like I, so I'm, I'm on a level that's different than where I used to be. Like, like when I went, again, when I went shopping today, everything that I bought, I don't feel bad about. I think that that's 
really all you can do is like be is be taking steps because I think about where I was last year at this time when I, I'm like oh I'm not in that bad of shape and then I tried to work out for an hour like late the first leg day I did with Leah I'm like I'm gonna die and now I work out for two hours every day I don't want to lose that I don't want to fall from that plateau I want to because like, you're so ripped not yet but I will be so you're, you're just fucking huge no also this should be true. I wish we were a TV show we should be a TV this show. Is, this would be so We could offend so many more people if we were on I TV. I know. Because it's, it's, it's it, like if it was like a sitcom type thing, like we could say whatever we wanted to. We could. It, especially if like it was on Netflix or Hulu because they don't even care anymore. Yeah, I mean, no, they, it's, it's like HBO. Yeah, it is. That's it's just like, <laughs> oh man, all those. It uh, doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter. So speaking of which. Yeah, so we have this, the, we have a whole bunch of stuff to tackle in this like next I know. Segment. I'm like, I'm like, how are we gonna? Because it's important, and I want to get into that, but I'm just like, and you know, on this on this episode, I'm okay if we go a little bit long. Okay, yeah, I'm fine with that too. So because it's, I, I feel like this is like pertinent stuff. Well, and it's it's both on a on a personal and kind of a a, a global level, and I and yeah. I and I combined all those things together because I'm like, really, all, all those are symptoms of the same the same yeah, exactly the same problem. You no, know, they're totally the same thing. Because even even that last one where I'm like, I'm like, now that's the same thing. So what we're looking at here is uh, we're talking about how uh, Kate Spade you know, killed herself. And then who's the other? Kate Spade did? Yeah. What? Did you didn't know that? No. Oh my gosh. Really? What the, the hell? <laughs> How did I miss that? That's like your whole thing is that, uh, yeah, that I thought that's why you wanted to talk about this episode. Really? Because you want to talk about Anthony Bourdain. That's how you say I know, but... Okay, you didn't know about Kate Spade? No. Okay, then last week was twice as bad as you thought it oh was. Oh my God. <laughs> David, I'm so sorry for you. This is sister. I know. Yeah. But... Okay. Oh, and she committed suicide too? Yes. How did I miss I, that? I, I, I guess I got so wrapped up into... The Anthony Bourdain one? Yeah, I got... I like Anthony Bourdain was like a big deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, Kate Spade was the first one that I saw, and then Kelly texted me. She's like, "What's with all the celebrity suicides?" And I'm like, "There's more than one." Yeah. And the problem is, is then, like after Robin Williams killed himself, then suicides yep. went up like two thousand percent in the next three months, which is insane. And then I was looking at the statistics last night, and it said that five white people are five times more likely to do. And in our age bracket, is the worst one. And I'm like, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. Great. Which one of us is gonna die? Yeah. <laughs> Matt, I didn't know that Kate Spade died. Yeah. She, I knew, I, like, again, Anthony Bourdain was the one that, like, made the most impact. I haven't seen you, anything you did, about you did, Kate Spade. You did a post. Well, she was earlier, and then he was a couple days later. Yeah. And so this kind of brings up what we want to talk about, because you're like, man, he had the perfect life of, I mean, oh, he, he like, had his he whole had job. Your, your dream job, essentially. Yeah, his, his whole job was to literally travel the world. Right, try new eat foods. random foods, cook with, with random cool, with people. With cool people. With, yeah, with like not random, like randomly cool people. And then just have these experiences with people where like literally that's what he got paid to do. Yeah. Where, where in that do you get to a point where you want to commit suicide? Because, you know, and, and then I brought up the Chris Cornell and Chester from Lincoln Park right? where it's like, okay, your circumstances don't determine your happiness. Because like those guys, they were rock stars, you know, it's amazing. And like, then they kill themselves. And right. So it's like, how, how could you do that? And then we kind of got into the stuff that I'm going through, which is, you know, Brian, Brian's in depression mode right now, which is awesome. So That's true. 
I've been working on helping them. You you had to come talk me out of that yesterday. I did. After I ignored three of your phone calls. (laughs) (laughs) It's Mike again. Don't want to talk to him. I'll text him. It's because I know you so well. I, I no, that was that was another issue that I was really irritated about. That's, how, that's why I, that's literally why I came over that early because because we didn't we didn't have to go to the show until like eight and I came over at like five. Yep, and was like, okay, well he's not answering my calls and so that means that something's actually wrong. So I'm just gonna go <laughs> over and knock on the door until he answers. Well, what bothered me is I uh, what were we talking about? I'm like, well, what do you think that I want? <laughs> and then you like your your answer was like verbatim better. Or even better than like I could have phrased it, and I'm like, dang it! So I was like, <laughs> I was not happy that I was so transparent, but oh, but I'm I'm not to most people. Like you know me really, really. Yeah, no, well. that's there's a difference between trans. I don't think it's transparent. I think it's just the fact that I've known you for ten years right. on like a really deep level. Yeah, I was surprised at like the stuff you were saying. I'm like I'm like clearly God is speaking to me through Mike right now because like every, no everything you said. Was like, <laughs> I know you love to say that, but I know you know it's not true. So, uh, so yeah, I, I don't think that mental illness... I, first of all, as somebody who's been depressed for the better part of 20 years, I don't think we have a really good handle on what it is. People love, you know, in the 90s and in the early 2000s, you're like, you have low serotonin. And I'm like, great, give me the meds. And I, I took all the meds. I mean, all of them. Even the ones that are the fringe that like, you know for antipsychotics and like they did nothing like they do not they didn't work for me in my situation so i don't know if we fully understand what depression is i don't think anybody does unless you have it yeah and that the other thing is that and even then you can't explain it yeah it's it's like i i don't know and i i want and even when i'm not in a depressive state and i see somebody who is i can't even understand it like it's i can only stand understand it from that context when i'm in it and it's just, I mean, we put here, like, using TV shows to vicariously fill the void of existence. Like, that's my antidepressant, is I'm like, I don't yep. want to actually go out and socialize with people, so I'm going to watch Parks and Rec or House again and, like, live vicariously through my friends on the show. Right. Which is that, that and that's an antidepressant. Because there's, there's something really sad. Like, I remember every time, my, my go-to show every time that I would go through, like, a really bad breakup was Scrubs. Yeah. And, yep. and there's just, there's something about that, like, well, I, I guess I don't know what it is because it's, I, I think it's familiarity. It, it's familiar. F- well, familiarity. And then the, the fact that like things get resolved in a half an hour episode, like it, yeah. all the, it's like so cause, cause reality, reality and adulting, if we're going to go that level, because that's what we do. That's the, the show's um, about. it's, it's those problems don't resolve themselves within a half an hour. It, it's weeks. Sometimes they don't resolve yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it just stays and you have to figure out how to deal with it. Right. But like, you know, you watch Scrubs and, you know, JD says something stupid to Carla and offends her. And by the end of the episode, they're like best friends again. Right. And it's so, it's it's almost like the way you want life. Because I, I, yeah. I, I like House for the same reason. Like he's so cold and calculated and logical about everything. And I'm like, there's such comfort in the way that he views the world i'm like yeah that's right because you wish you could say things exactly yeah, like I'm, he does like same reason for rick and morty i'm like yeah i wish i could i wish i could say that <laughs> i wish i could be morty yeah nobody wishes that. <laughs> unless you're tied the psychopath evil morty, morty. It's the, either evil morty or psychopath morty from the uh the toxic episode yes <laughs> <laughs> if something's worth saying it's worth saying with eye contact you know face to face like okay thanks morty um but so <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> what is 
So there is something that's like comforting and that you go back to in those shows. And it's just like, I, so I, I mean, in my worst, I'll be, I'll have house on and then I'll turn on imager and I'll go through memes. And it like, that keeps me from falling completely into the void of despair. And that's, that's really how I live like my life right now. And I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I can get up and I can go to the gym and then I can go to work and I can function. Would I say that I'm happy? Absolutely not. Not, not even close to that, but I'm functional and I think depression has become a lot more prevalent and you put down that you wanted to talk about like living below your means, the American dream is a lie and I, I think that it is and I think that's what's contributing to this is so we're, we're raised in this, this system in this culture where it's like, okay, you work hard and, and things are going to work out and like, you know, society is, is there to help you and I don't, I don't think it is. I think that the culture is increasingly becoming more and more toxic and pushing us into a depressive state because of the loss of things like community and connection and like those things don't exist anymore. Like, do you know who your neighbors are? I don't know who my neighbors are. No, hell no. I, I know yeah, they're I'm Mexican. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, statistically, that's, there's probably some Mexicans, some black people like living in the apartment complex. Yes. I, I, like, I, I agree. I don't know them. Right. And, and so there's not a sense of community, which people have to have to feel like, I, I know that's something that I, I miss connection and I miss intimacy in, in a community sense, like I, I just feel alone and, and cut off. And, you know, there's Facebook and there's Instagram and there's all these ways that we portray ourselves through social media. And I'm, I'm terrible at social media. Like it's not, it's not my thing. Yeah. But you can tell whatever story you want to tell through social media. Oh yeah. It's pre thought. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like texting versus talking to a person. Like, like I, if we're talking and you say something, you can observe my body language and how it, it affects me what you say. But if I'm presenting something through text or even through social media, I can control the conversation. And oh, entirely. And exactly I can have what the worst day possible. Right. And have like one thing that goes well. And then I post about that one good thing that was good. Right. And that's all people see. So, yeah. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. So it's like, I think all of us are having this, this experience where we post this lie on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And then we see other people's lies and then we compare their lies to our truth, which is horrible. And it's just, and it just goes into like depression and anxiety. I mean, we are the most stressed out, depressed generation that probably has ever lived. And, and it's oh, like, and it shouldn't be. We live in the most prosperous time. We have the most information and it's, things are terrible. Well, and it's, and, and the flip side of that is like, if I, like when it comes to social media, if if I wanted to be completely honest about yeah. things on social media and transparent, and I'm posting things like today really sucked, you know, I, I had this, this, and this happened, and I I I've been really depressed and down. I've nobody wants watching. to read about that. Well, a nobody wants to read about it, but b even more so, honestly, they want to criticize it. Like you see posts like that, and even I, like I'm guilty of it. I I know that I get on social media and right. I see somebody that's like bitching about like oh their boyfriend left them or their girlfriend left them and you know, their, their job sucks and things are so difficult. And I'm like, seriously, why are you posting this online? Right. Like, why are you bitching about that? Right. This is not what but we then, do. But then somebody posts something positive and like, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, okay, Mr. Positivity, like, right. are you always this way? Like that's bullshit. But at the same time, like it's easier to digest than it is when somebody posts something about like how bad things are. So I, I guess the question is what are, and I'll answer this as well. What are you looking for? 
when you go to social media? Like, are you looking to share something or, and, and what are you looking to get out of what people are sharing? Cause I, I, I think I know, but what for me, but I don't, I know that I'm not like the normal, did I put you on the spot? Yeah, kind of. Face. I don't know. I'll go, I'll go first if you want. Yeah, no, I, I'm curious to see what you think because I, I needed a minute to, to think through so, that. I, I'd say that the social media site that I'm most active on is Imager, which is, I think, probably a step above 4chan, which has been colloquially described as weaponized autism, <laughs> which I love that description <laughs> of. Because if you go there, you're just like, what is happening? <laughs> like, I can't go to 4chan. Like, it's, it's the weirdest place. But so I go to Imager because I, I don't want to read, so I don't go to Reddit. So then I go, I go to Imager, and I want the illusion of connection. It's like diet connection. It's not really substance. It's not real food. It's like the hometown buffet of, of food where everything's made of styrofoam and it's all you can eat and you can look at a bunch of cat, funny cat videos and you can feel <laughs> connected to people. And, and then, if you make a funny comment, then everybody like likes it. Sometimes. Sometimes they're just mean. So, <laughs> I, right, but that's yeah. the goal is to be like, yeah, I got uploaded like 80 million yeah, times. Yeah, or, or like you can post something like, oh, I'm having a hard day and like maybe like people will, or like you get downvoted to oblivion. So... So it is, it is a sense of, oh, I sort of belong to this community a little bit, but it's kind of in a really toxic way. Yeah. Because you've lost your sense of community. Like, you don't, you're not connecting with our families, well. we're not connecting well with our neighbors. So, you know, we connect with our therapists and our social media sites, and we, like, desperately cling to, like, that last thread of sanity. So Yeah, I... Maybe that's I, I agree with that because because I know that I do that too. Like I'm right. I, I I base a lot of I, this generation. It's not just me, but we we all base ourselves and and I do specifically on like how many likes something gets. Yeah, and and so I, I think that's somewhat of what social media is for me. Is like okay, I'm gonna post something, but it's like I want to see how much attention I can gain from it, and. Because attention is almost as good as self worth, right? It's almost. almost it's, yeah. it's like it's like that insta heroin hit of of like self worth. Yeah, it doesn't last, but it's it's there enough that's, that that's good. If you get it, it's like ooh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you like look at my likes. I got that's cool. Yeah. They're good right now. Yeah. So and and then like for me, like I use I don't use social media for personal things very much anymore. It's it's most of the time if I'm posting something. I would say 99% of the time it's based around um, something that we're promoting. That's true. And so, and so you, I, do you are look, good at that. I do look for those types of things when I'm on social media. I'm looking for musicians or podcasts or you know, people that have some type of influence. And, and I think in that context, social media is incredibly valuable. Oh, it's powerful that's, as hell. That's amazing, yeah. It's, it's really good. But, but I also know that that other 1% of me is... You know, I'll, I'll post something like I did this week. Honestly, like if we're gonna just be honest about things, like I posted something on Instagram. Um, oh, the picture on the story, of you, like, yeah, where I had like the, the scale of like how good does this look? Because I got a haircut. Oh yeah, I remember so, that. So I got a haircut from <laughs> like, from doing, Chelsea, man? who's not here. And what's up, Chelsea? Thanks hi, for Chelsea. Thanks for ditching us again. Wait, wait, to, wait to come over and be on the show, even though I told you eighteen times this weekend. But you know, that's neither here nor there. Terrible. Um, but so I got a haircut, and so I posted this picture, and and it was partially like there was half of my brain that was like, okay, this is content, and you know, there, there's a <laughs> lot of stuff that we can use for for content when it comes to the you know our podcast you know, based social media. Right. But if, I, I mean, I would be lying if I said that there wasn't a piece of me that was like, how many people are going to like this? <laughs> and, and so it's, I mean, it is very, social media is self-absorbent. 
Yeah. It's it's all about what you get from like you look at these girls. I was thinking about this earlier today as I was going through my feed. And like there's these girls that I follow that I've never even met and they're really attractive and they have like these like, they're posting pictures on planes, traveling exotic places, right? Going to these clubs where they have like bottle service and all sorts of crazy stuff, and and some of them have you know have companies, um, like I my friend Mara up in in uh, in Utah, she's dating the uh, U.S. Olympic luge guy, mm-hmm. and and she's one that actually I think has used it to her advantage, and and, and if she ever listens to this, I hope that she she hears this in the right light, but. She's a very attractive woman, and but she's done a lot with that because I think that there's opportunities that get given to attractive women. Like we we live in this age, and this is going to be super controversial. I can hear Reagan in my ear right now. Reagan's not here. I know, but she she she's going to speak yell at the me truth, later. brother. But like, there's all this talk about like feminism and women not getting paid as much as men and it needs to be equal and all this kind of stuff. But then I look at certain situations where like you have this really attractive girl right. and they get these opportunities because they're hot and they have like 10 guys that are just like fawning over them that literally give them whatever startup they, money, whatever they want. Like they, they get yeah. seed money to start something. And some of them are just idiots about it. Others like there, there are a lot that I've seen that literally take that money and turn it into like a really solid business. Right. And they're good. Like Mara, she's a phenomenal businesswoman. She runs a, a company up in, in Utah that does uh, events and, and weddings and things like that. And she's probably one of the most successful people in Utah when it comes to that kind of stuff. She's huge. Right. And, and that's great. Like I have no issue. Like that's, that's opportunism. Like if you have the opportunity, yeah. If, if I had some girl or woman or whatever it was that wanted to give me a bunch of money and or you know, any, because she thought that I was cute, anybody who wanted to give me money, like, yeah, then, then yeah, ben duh, Morris money. Of yes. course I'm yeah. going to take the money. Yeah, absolutely. But like, it, it kind of irritates me on some levels where there's this whole stigma of like, well, oh, women don't get paid as much. It's, it's an unequal workforce and blah, blah, blah. Which isn't, and I think, which isn't right. I think it's true. Right. Like, that, that should be equal on yes, a lot of yeah, levels. It should be. Like, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to come across like I'm trying to say like, you no, know, women are lesser than men. You know, because they have boobs, but it's it's one of those <laughs> who, things. Who doesn't love boobs? I, everybody loves boobs. Everybody. But it's one of those things where, like, I see all these examples of these girls that literally, like, you know, I'll sit on Snapchat and just kind of scroll through the the random public feeds now with and the, with the updates. They're exploiting and it. And and they like they'll I've I've seen girls that will screenshot their like views mm-hmm. on each of their pictures, and even they're surprised because they have like sixty thousand views right. on a public photo of them in like a bikini. Right. And I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like if I post a picture of me in my underwear, I'm gonna get like three views, <laughs> and those three views are gonna have comments attached to them that are like, "What the fuck are you doing? Are you serious? We don't want to see the outline of your dick, you small dick person." <laughs> my dick's not small. Wow. Okay. <laughs> More than I wanted to know, but it's like, I, I understand like, what you're saying. They, that the, the 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 place that I'm coming from is like I I do feel like there there are women that have an advantage in in a lot of things. Boy, and this is like a whole. So we're trying to stay on the mental illness train. I know it, we, we've gone off the rails. We, here. we have the train Sorry. has left its track. But what what I said earlier this week when I was talking about some girl we were talking about on Instagram, and I'm like she's she's pretty, and but is that praiseworthy in and of itself like because she didn't really do anything 
to be attractive. Like right. it, it's just it's just genetic luck, you know. She's just like, okay, so you're attractive, and and that's great. And I understand. I'm attracted to beauty, like anybody is. Like, and I have to kind of check myself and and what we talked about after that like men are men are idiots for beauty but women are idiots for power and money yep you know and because it like it kind of works both ways because if you have a guy who's like the dumbest guy in the world but all of a sudden he has a bunch of money then he's going to be with some hot girl who doesn't care about him but just wants the money and it's like oh that also not okay you know it's like and as we kind of circle around like the bigger issues of our skin deep shallow society that we live in i don't know man i i don't have the answers i'm depressed obviously like it's not whatever is whatever is going on clearly isn't working for most people i don't i don't think that most people are are happy and is happiness a choice and is it within people's grasp (laughs) maybe i would say to some extent that you can always do something to improve your situation even though it might be incredibly difficult to, to do yep. that. You can always be kind of moving in a direction. You can always try. Right, you can always try, which is what your message <laughs> to me yesterday was, and which was I, so, I was so irritated about that, but you prefaced it, or you clarified it by saying, I'm not saying do the same thing that you've done over and over again. Try something new. Right. Do something different, which is hard because then you're like, well, I'm going to fail. Like, I don't want to fail. Failing is not fun it's it hurts no, it's like, scary yeah it's it's scary like I'm, I'm rock climbing and i fall off the wall that's not fun or i'm like i'm trying to you know bench press and like i, I fail on the one of the reps that's it's not a good feeling it's no. but it's important to growth so i don't know what the answer is like i is this podcast going to solve all society's problems not on this episode maybe in season no. three yeah you know <laughs> give us give us a few episodes we'll figure it out we'll have the solutions for you eventually but I, I don't think that it's certainly not fame or beauty or wealth don't equal happiness. But I, I, I don't think that those things are inherently wrong either. Like, right. So it's like, I, I'm sure there's a lot of rich people or beautiful people or what, whatever that like, and by those standards, like we, like, there are a lot of people that would see us and be like, you guys are the rich and beautiful people. Yeah. What, what, are you, what, are you, what are you talking about? That's true. And it's, I, I don't know. So, I, no, and I think I like I want to I want to go back to that the try thing because okay. when we talked about that yesterday, like I, I felt like there was some inspired stuff, which happens very rarely for me. Um, but yeah, from the God that you think doesn't yeah, exist, from the, from the God that doesn't exist. Right. Um, but like there, because there's, and and the way that I prefaced it was a, I have like I realized that where I'm at right now in my life is different than where I've been for a long time. And and so I'm not standing here on my pedestal like preaching to, to it you. It didn't feel like preaching. It irritated me because it was true and, yeah. I, and I didn't want to hear it. I'm like, ah, oh, it's so right on. But like, but, but there's there's this cliche like, you know, you go to therapy or you talk to somebody and they're like, well, you just got to keep trying. Yeah. Like just, you know, what, just one more lap. Like one, one more blah, blah. Like, fuck you. Which like that's... It can be useful in context. Sure. There's it, some times where that needs to happen. But it's so generic and right. and just like it's cliche. And and I think well, the key within the like what and, is being said I, there. I, I think that the, the truth is disconnected from the context. Yes. I, and, and that's the problem because that is when you take truth out of context and try to apply it to different situation, then it, it loses all value. Yeah. You know? And, and it, that's what happens. Yeah. You get all these like, you know, social media posts. If yeah. We're going to go back to that. 
about you know positivity and just keep trying. Just wake up and tell yourself you're gonna have a good day. Like like you you literally have posts about from like Dory from Finding Nemo. Like just keep swimming. Like okay, I hate Finding cool. Nemo. Cool. Like I, I want to punch you in the throat. Right. But your fist the, the principle of it is is what we talked about yesterday, which is like okay, you've been trying to do the same thing over and over again. Right. For a couple and then. Years. So it's like you're, you, you have these two walls, one to your back and one in front of you, that, and you've been trying to climb up the same wall, and you've kind of developed this, this path that you've been climbing up, and right. you only get up halfway. And so then you turn around, and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to try this differently. And you could get two strides up the wall. You could get three quarters up the wall. And then if you fall again, it's a new scenario. So that, that exhibits failure. And, and that's where it goes like, oh, okay, well, well now I've failed again. And... And it's, it, you know, kind of what I said to you yesterday, like where I think you're at right now is you're, you're at least in this place where you know you can't keep doing the same things. But the scariest part is that that involves new things, which means new failures. Right. And failure is not something that anybody is okay with. But especially when you have some type of, of depression or mental illness that goes along with that, yeah. it becomes even more emphatic. Because it's painful and you're like, I, I need something outside myself to give me energy like i can't expend energy on failure right now like i right. have so little energy to give that's the scary part and i the other analogy that you had that i liked is so i'm wandering around in a field and i've got a machete and i've, I've sort of carved out this path and i keep going down that path but there's a dead end at the end of that path yeah. so rather than going off into other parts of this field or the jungle or wherever it is, I just keep going into that path and just brick yeah. wall brick wall brick wall and then i then i get mad because i'm like this isn't working well, that's because like I'm doing the same. Oh, yeah, thing. if you turn to the left and went the other direction, you might have another path. But it's, it might be another brick wall. Yeah, but, but it's harder to to do that to go into the unknown and to tear down. You know, my whole value system—not my whole value system, but like a lot of the ways that I look at the world and to rebuild. It's it's terrifying. It's really hard to start over. Like, oh, it's not fun. It's, yeah, it's not fun at all. I but mean, I've been there too. But there's nowhere else to go. I mean, it's the. There is, I was looking at this, this sort of thing that people do, the chart of motivation, and it starts at the bottom, and it's desperation, and then fear, and then fear of consequences, and then because you want to get something, then out of duty, and then because you love it, you know? So it goes right. up, and so I've sort of reached this sort of sense of desperation where it's like, I can't run into the wall anymore. Like, it's just stupid at this point in time. I can't keep doing that. So I have to try and find new paths which involves work and failure and you know i've i feel like i have some traction but i see where i want to get to so i can like see the goal way off in the distance and right. i'm just like there could be a ravine in between me and that yeah. you know there could there could be a bunch of monsters there could be an ocean there could be an, like i have no idea what's all i know is that i can't go this way and there's so, probably a t-rex there's probably a t-rex <laughs> Or two, you know, there's a couple. Just of stand still, though. Yeah, they can't. see They won't see you. They can't see if they move. <laughs> Don't fall asleep. But I mean, when it when it all like everything that we're talking about is is kind of skirting around. Well, not skirting, but it's just it's all part of of this whole thing. And and I hate that we live in a society that like you know somebody like Anthony Bourdain or or Kate Spade dies and and they commit suicide and suddenly things are relevant again. Like for the next couple of weeks, you're going to hear all kinds of things about. The you know the suicide hotlines and yeah they had them know, on the news mental illness stuff yeah. like all those types of things and that's good like I, I'm glad that there's some work that's done there but 
I don't think that it should take somebody that is is in that spotlight of celebrity status to make people go, "Ooh, this is real." Cuz cuz mental illness is real. Like it's it's not oh, something yeah. it's not something that's just like made up. It's not just a, "Oh, I feel bad and so I'm going to call it mental illness." Like it's a real thing. And clearly it affects a lot more people than we even think. And that's like I, I, I want that like there's the hashtag stop the stigma. You know, there's you know, you, you hear somebody that has a mental illness or they're depressed or they're bipolar or whatever it is, and you automatically go like, Oh, they're a fucked up human. Right. And and that's not okay. That's not how it should be. Like yep. it, I, I love that hashtag because we do need to stop the stigma. It needs to go away. And 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 I'll echo everything that's been happening this week where if if you're a person that battles with that kind of stuff, if you're somebody that struggles with, with mental illness, with, with addiction, with suicide attempts or, or thoughts with, you know, depression, bipolar, whatever it is, if you're on medication and you, and you feel like you're an outcast or something like that, we need to stop that stigma to where that is such a problem to talk about. Because if I feel like, and I get on some levels, be like being friends with you and like the, 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 the timeline that we've gone through, I, I know that there's times where it's not okay to talk. Like you don't want to talk or right. I don't want to talk. And, and that's, that's okay. But at the same time, like when I came over yesterday, I definitely was in this men- mentality of like, okay, he's been down for long enough. Like it's time to push a little bit. Oh yeah. You and, pushed. and time to, to press. And, and even that. if, yeah, exactly. And, but that's okay though. And I know that that's not like, you know, your random stranger shouldn't do that. No. And, and I will say from my side, and if anybody's listening that is struggling with this, you do need to get it out. The trouble is, it's not that easy. Like, it's like right. surgery. So you have to, like, I'm glad you pushed, but you you were almost like a doctor in the sense that you knew what you were doing. And then yeah. God, and God stepped in and helped a little bit. Even, like house. even more, right. So <laughs> to be able to get it out in the right way, in the right context to the right person, that's not always easy. Because just your average person on the street, your average conversation, they might not be equipped to deal with that. But right. there, there is somebody. Like, I'm glad that you did come over yesterday because I, I did feel better after that. But I was not in a place where I knew how to, like, get the poison out on my own. And you have to talk about it. Like, that is so... But it's so critical. But talking about it in an effective and correct way is really, really difficult. And I, I think that's the, the, the most difficult part about it right. is, you know, you hear all these things of like, just, just talk to somebody, right? You know, call, which, call which somebody, is, which is only half the truth. It's like, but that's, no, you need to, you need to talk to the right person. Yeah, which it is has not, to be someone it, that really understands. It's not always apparent. And it, I can guarantee that if I was in that place again, that you would be the right person to go to. Like it might be somebody else. So it's, it's sure. hard to find that right person who is going to see you in that moment and be able to because it is it's like being at the bottom of a dark dark well and the 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 worst part is you don't want to get out of it yeah you're like just just, you're like i just want to sink deeper and deeper into this until nobody can see me so to have the person come along that's like okay i have i have the right equipment to get you out and i'm going to do like 90 percent of the work here that is so hard And, and i think that's that's the biggest problem within the mental illness community is you get all these people that want to help. Right. And they, they Hashtag have thoughts and prayers. Our like thoughts they, and prayers yeah. are with you. So, yeah. so they, they might have the right, 
like I, I don't want to bash on them too much because I think that there are people that have at least the right idea, right? But they have no idea how to execute it. They just want to like force you to talk or, or or try to be there because they're trying to be the good person, right? And that's like that's where the the stop the stigma comes in as well. It's it's not just looking at somebody like oh you have a mental illness you're fucked up, but it's also the fact that like if you're gonna talk to somebody if you're if you're somebody that knows someone that has a mental illness and that is struggling with things or has had you know suicide attempts or even so far has been institutionalized and is going through some really difficult things. It's not your job to sit there and force your way in. Yeah, it's your job to be there and support them and to listen if they want to talk. Right. If they want to talk, like I will emphasize that three times. If they want to talk, it's not up to you to be like, oh, well, I failed, I didn't do my job, I don't know what's going on because I, you know, I tried to talk to them and they didn't want to. Like, they might not want to talk right then. So what, so what, what did you do yesterday? Like, I didn't want to well, talk. Well, yeah, but I, th- so that's the other thing. There's, there's two categories. There's the people that want to be there for some of their acquaintances or friends or somebody that, you know, I know multiple people that I could probably talk to right. that have, have issues. But it's... I'm not on that level, but I also recognize where the different levels are. So with you, I've been friends with you for a decade. You're right, we're family. I have like I've known you well enough and I know I know when you get to a certain point where I know I can push as compared to like when I need to leave it alone for a little bit. Right. And and this past week like I, I mean we haven't talked that much. We've talked a little bit, but it's been very surface layer and then, you know, like here's what I did at work, here's how your work day was you know, maybe like one thing that kind of goes into a little bit deeper and then that's about it. Right. But yesterday I just like that. I just, I know you well enough that I felt like it was time to press a little bit harder. And that like for, for those of you that are out there that have friends like that, that's where your, your own discretion comes in. Like you, if you know somebody like that and you're close enough with them, you know, when you can press, but when, but the the other side of that, which is more what I'm referring to when we're talking about this kind of stuff, is when it's somebody that is, you know, has a problem, and you know them enough that you could talk to them. It's not your responsibility to push if you yeah. don't know what that access is, if you don't know where they're at, because you don't talk to them that frequently. It's not your responsibility to press them into talking about something. No, that'd be it's bad. literally your job to say, hey. I'm here if you need me. I can see something's wrong. I don't like that something is wrong. And I, I know I don't know you well enough, but just know that I'm here if you want to talk. And then let them come to you. Because at that point, like like with me and you, I can press those buttons. Yeah. Because I know when to stop. I know when, like if, if yesterday had gone a certain direction where it had been like, okay, this is clearly not going to go anywhere, I would have backed off. No. But it's, you know, when you're in that position where you don't know somebody... All you're supposed to do and the best thing that you can do for people in those situations is say, I can see something's wrong. I know I barely know you, but just know that like I'm intuitive enough to, to sense something. And if you want to talk, like I'm here, no judgment. Yeah. And if they don't talk to you, that's nothing against you. No, I, I, and it's good to get, I mean, I like getting texts and I have other friends that like respond in that way. No, you don't. You're right. I have. No I'm the friends. only friend that you have. Okay, but <laughs> I'm your best friend. Okay, okay. I'm being held against my will. Um. <laughs> so, but if when you don't in, have a gun, when you're in that place, I don't. I can't speak for other people, but I want a solution, and the solution looks like 
X. So if you come, you're like, here is solution A through, you know, S. So you come up with like 20 solutions and I just like knock them out of your hand and like push you back. I'm like, no, I want this to be the solution. So it's like, I'm not really interested in anything else. Even though maybe there are things that would help me. And so I always hate it when people are like, you know, have you been outside? Go for a walk. And I'm like, (laughs) no. I'm like, I want Play music. Yeah, I play. I'm like, no, I I don't want to do any of those things. I just want to feel bad until this set of circumstances happen and then I'll be okay. You know, and I was surprised that like you uh, made it as far as you did. But that just—I think that was inspired. I'd like—I do too, because <laughs> I'm like—I'm like, wow, you're just—you're just dodging all of the walls. I'm like, like, all right, clearly, clearly, God has an agenda here, so I'm not going to win against God, which is true. You're not going to win. Yeah, against, it's, it's hashtag, gonna you're not going to win against God. <laughs> so, I, I don't know, but it, it, but I have spent like the better part of the f- last four to six weeks, like in in darkness. I would say yeah. now, there has been points of light where I'm like, okay. I'm in a good place. I can see the path, but it's it's like the the sky lights up for a few seconds, and I can see the next couple of things to do, and then it's dark again. Yep. And that's that's hard. So and then so it's not only am I trying to climb this wall, or I'm in the field, but it's also nighttime, and there's a, a thunderstorm going like really really bad. So yeah. it's like, ugh, really okay. So. Yeah, wow, this, uh, this episode turned into a real downer. I, I mean, it's... Imp- I don't think it's a downer. It, I think imp- it just got deep. It's important, like... Well, again, especially with the stuff that's happened this week. Like, you get somebody like an Anthony Bourdain that has been... Right. So, like, I, I really... I, I struggle with that one because I'm like, man, you have, like, my dream job. Yeah. Why would you... But clearly, there was something else going on there. And and I, I feel bad because I wish that there was somebody that could have been like, like me to you or you to me when I'm in those, those types of places where, right. where that conversation can happen. And cause I know you and I have both have been in those places where suicide has been a viable option. It's been something that's at, at least thought about in a way that's like, okay, I know I shouldn't do this, but man, that seems like it, the it, best like, way out. Like a comfort where it's like, okay, yeah. if I did this, it would just be done. It'd be over. I, I would stop the pain. So, so, so you're like with all the, with this whole conversation, like I know we, we've covered a lot of topics and, and kind of gone all over the place on this kind of stuff, but, right. but it, it really comes down to like, if reach out to us, like if you feel like, if you feel like Brian and I are people that you can connect with and, and that you have some type of common topic or, or common goal or whatever it is with, then, then feel free, like shoot us an email, tweet us, like, direct message me and I will give you my number. Like I, I have no issues absolutely. with that. No, if, if that's, if somebody wants to talk, I have no problems. Like that's, that's just, I, I would rather have somebody that connects and has the outlet than, than not. Mm-hmm. Cause, cause I think that the, the stop the stigma again goes both ways. It's, it's the people that have issues and then you're, you're viewed as, as one certain thing, but then it's also those people that think that they can solve the problem. And, and that's not true. Like again, the, the majority of the time it's, it's just best to say, I'm here to listen. Yeah. And and if that's us, great. Call us and we will listen and we'll talk to you. If it's not us, then find somebody that you at least trust enough, even if it's just a little bit. Because again, trust is a big thing. Like you yeah. have to build that. But if you trust them enough to even just give them a little piece of it and and let them in on, on various levels, then then do that. Because there's been so much of this that's happened. And and yeah, the celebrities are the ones that that get the most notice. But but it's it's a lot more than just celebrities. It's it's something that just plagues 
our entire generation. It's it just it's what happens I, right I, now. I agree. It's getting worse. And I would say if you're the person in my situation, I mean, you're not down right now, but you you have been. We haven't even definitely, talked. We have not talked about your story. Been. We'll have to do that. Um, yeah, we'll we'll get into that. That's a whole other thing. But if you're that, if you're like me, and you're just like up at two in the morning watching House, and you're on Imager, like, and that's all you can do to hold on, then just do that because, yeah. like, I, I know it feels like the darkness is never going to end, but that's just not true like it can't last forever and it's it's super painful i get it i get it like and i'll come back and listen to this someday and hear myself saying this that like i know what that darkness is like because you feel like you're gonna die you feel like there's no way i can survive this and then it it ends and you catch your breath and it's not over and you go back in and you go fight again like you just have to like you have to do that yeah so, and it's and it's not easy. No, it is not. It is not easy. I hate it, and I will be happy when it resolves itself someday. You know, but like for right now, this is the situation that I'm in. Yeah, so I got to fight. And 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 I know that you will. And I know that anybody out there that struggles with this stuff can. And I know that sounds cliche. I'm not trying to plug. I I, I even pulled up the the national suicide hotline yeah. number on on my computer just to be like, oh, we'll give a plug. No. Uh, like I'm not gonna do that. Yeah, that's 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 kitsch. It's it's just bullshit. Like I'm sure that they have good people. Not to knock on the sure. The no, and if, line, if, but if, if that's like your last option, yeah, like, absolutely. If, do if that. you if you need to do that, then call. Like, you can Google it. You, you I'm not gonna yeah. to do it. Some type of plug on that. But again, when it comes down to it, if if you need to talk to somebody and you know someone, anyone that you can connect with, even a little bit, even if it's just giving them a piece of something talk to them right if that's us if you listen to this podcast and you're going like man these guys totally get it. like brian gets it you know, mike gets it like he he understands i don't feel like they would judge me like you know i don't care if i don't know you from adam like reach out yes please do, do. something like it, it's we would rather talk to you and and develop that connection and relationship than than the alternate the the alternative and and so, so i'm not going to plug national suicide hotline stuff I, like you People know where to find that. Right. It's 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 more important to if you're on the side where you're not the one that's that has a mental illness, listen, pay attention, try to open yourself up as a human to understanding that there's people that have problems and that you might be able to help if you just don't judge. And if you're a person that battles with this kind of stuff, then understand that there's people out there that care and, and that are willing to listen and not just prejudge and talk to you in a way that's like, oh, well, I have a solution and I'm going to fix you. And we, we get it. So, man, I feel like I, there's like, <laughs> I don't want to go anywhere else now. Cause, cause like there's other stuff that we could talk to, to, to kind of bring this back up. Yeah, but I'm like, man, it's kind of, it's kind we of just dropped a truth bomb. Yeah. It's <laughs> just kind of, I mean, we, sh- we could end on a light note and then there we can save the rest of the stuff for like next time. Yeah, well, I mean, so pick one of the ones for the light, the because there's nowhere else to go. Like, I know that, that's, I just, that, that's like, the end of the that's episode. good. Like, I don't feel like it's a downer. I feel like this is really good stuff. Like, people need to hear this. Yeah, they do. And and I and I feel like that's part like, of being I an would, adult. If, if We're we laying got, the hard truths down, right? Like, it's hashtag adulting. Hashtag like, if adulting. we got if we got one call or one direct message or one comment from somebody that was like, "Man, I listened to your episode." And that resonated with and that like that clicked. Like, do you guys have a minute to talk? That would be worth it. I'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah. 
I like hold on. Let me. Like, I, I'm driving right now. I will tell Jeff to shut the hell up. Mike, and, Mike and just drives all over creation. He has got nothing but time to it's talk. It's true. Like I, I could talk for hours on end, and I would literally tell Jeff like you need to stop right now. Like yeah. I have something important that I need to do. And I would, I would give you my number and I would let you call me. Jeff talks for hours too. I agree. And I'm sure Jeff would even be into that. Like he, oh, he's he the totally same, would. He's, that's the same type yeah. of person that he is. Like all the, the Jeffisms aside, like when it comes to the serious stuff, he would be gold in that moment. As a side note, I had this dream earlier this week that like Jeff disappeared. <laughs> okay. So every time, Every time you say, you talk about Jeff, I'm like, did they find him? Because it was so real. <laughs> He's still alive. Okay, I just talked to him. Okay. Because it's, I'm like, he just was gone. He's, he's he, real. He went missing. Oh, he is very real. He's very real. But, but again, like if it's just one person, that's, that's all I care about. No, that would that'd be worth it. I mean, I, Absolutely. That, that's where I'm at. Like, I, I don't feel like we've, we've kind of tanked anybody where it's not a downer episode. I just feel like we just, it, it's real talk. Like we just went off on a level that's like, okay, look, here's, here's reality. And you're talking to two people that understand this kind of stuff. And, and it is in some ways a part of like adulting, although I don't want to trivialize it as much as like hashtag adulting. Like, yeah, that's, that's what we go by. But this podcast is more about just talking about real stuff. And I can't speak for previous generations, but I have the feeling that they weren't as, I, I don't think these problems are new per se. I, no. I think that they're more pronounced and I definitely think that we need to talk about them. And I, I hope that future generations have better solutions than we do, but this is the generation that we're in. So it's like, let's at least not stigmatize this and be like, okay, everybody, every single person in the world has been touched by this on yeah. some level. You oh, know, they, either they've known they themselves or they know somebody or a, a child, like a family member, a good friend, like everybody is affected by this issue. Yep. So you're right. It is unfortunately part of adulting it so, really is yeah and it, it sucks but it's it, that's just where things are at right so so again bottom line call us yeah. you know shoot us shoot us a message and and again i either brian or i will give you our numbers and we'll talk to you mm -hmm. like that's 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 the the biggest takeaway from all of this rambling that we've done over the past half an hour yeah is if, if you need if you feel like this resonates at all if you want somebody to talk to please reach out i'm so lonely so just <laughs> what it's, it's it got kind of heavy we needed to bring it back just a little bit okay what what do you want to end Ryan, on? you can call me if you need to i i could i know i've been ignoring your calls all week. i know it's really frustrating and I, like, even on that level like i i i know that you're going through stuff and and i i want to be there to support you but like over the past like year and a half i'm like okay what about when i need help do you need help no okay i can handle it on my if own if you were like I need to talk. I, you know, I would be there. Yeah, I know, so. I know. But still, I'm like, man, like, do you want me to change your diaper, you little poor baby? Like, oh, are things bad I for you? I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> That's an example of what not to do. Right. With <laughs> you want a bottle? You want a dirt <laughs> bottle, you baby? <laughs> so I read this uh, this article that I found on Lifehack, and. And we're, we're, Cause, we're cause just going to seamlessly transition a, into... a beautiful segue. Hey, I don't care. We're, a quality, I don't know how else to get out of that. To a quality website that is I don't know wrong. how to get out of where we were just at. So I'm just going to move forward. Okay. But I, I found this, this life hack website that has... Uh, the title of the, the article is 15 Things You Only Realize When You're Adulting. Oh, this will be good. 
And I, honestly, like there was stuff that in there in this that I was like, oh, okay, that's what, like it's. I found this two weeks ago. All right, all right. I was gonna bring it up last week, but then we had like, the whole. I know. I saw you, you. You pushed it to <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> the 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 unaired episode that now doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Um, but you know, it, maybe sometime down the line we'll release that as like a, a bonus feature or something. <sighs> man. But man, it was. I when 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 you get to a point where like I feel that it, it wasn't good to put up because it just basically I'm, I'm glad we didn't I, I mean I'm okay talking about those things but we need to approach it in a different way no it was it was not a good episode yeah, yeah. so maybe in bonus features down the years that go by yeah that we do this we'll release that All right. All right. but what, what do you got um, so number one you realize nothing gets done unless you do it it's true unfortunately right <laughs> Laundry's not gonna do itself. It's, it's exactly, it's and I remember there. my parents saying that kind of shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, the dishes aren't gonna do themselves, son. Which and I'm is like, hundred percent. But I want to go play, right? <laughs> the, you know what the worst part is uh, on this cut diet that I'm on, where I'm like tired. I'm like, I want to eat, and I'm like, the only way that's gonna happen is if I get up and like cook for myself, which is just yeah. so depressing. I'm There's like, nobody's. You can't be like, mom, I'm like, uh, mom, mom. Where's the lasagna, <laughs> mom? Like that doesn't <laughs> wedding crashers for anybody that doesn't know that reference, but, um, but like, yeah, there's nobody that's going to do that. You have to do it yourself. Yep. Uh, number two, you just, dis- you discover how depressing job interviews are. Yeah. That like, again, sad. entirely accurate. So I used to, I used to work at this place that should remain nameless, but I, I would interview people <laughs> and they would come in and I would think it rhymes I'm, with ferret. It does. It does. <laughs> <laughs> They'd come in and I'd be like, you were way too good for this place. I hope you get, a better job somewhere else. And then when they would, like I'd be a little happy and a little sad because I'm like, you were such like a nice person and I would have liked to have worked with you, but I'm glad that you're not stuck. It was a, it was a horrible <laughs> place to work. So uh, number three, you realize how important your job is. In what sense? Like that it's like, if you don't have a job, then oh, you're fucked. Yeah, that you just, <laughs> that you need a job. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yep. The, the one thing that's separating me from like being a homeless person, <laughs> that having a job. Uh, number four, you notice how terrible you are with money. I can speak to this one a hundred percent. Brian has been like the enigma of like, I've been really good about paying my bills and having good credit my entire life. I, like I pay my bills because that's what my dad helped me to do. But we both know that I have made some really dumb decisions. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say dumb. I have, I've made, I have spent money on things that I probably, no, I don't even know what to say about that. I, I, I've spent money. Yeah. That, no, that, that probably could have been better served. So, so I guess yeah, it, it's, it's a true it. fact. Like we've all been terrible with yeah, money. Okay. Like you, you realize, cause it, cause it's true, especially over this past like year or so, I've been trying to start to, to do things differently. Your credit score is very, doing a lot better. Right. I'm, I'm it's, proud it's boosted. Good and, job. And there's still, there's still some work to go, but, um, but it is like, you, you just realize that you're not, no matter how much money you have, unless you have like billions of dollars, you suck with money. It just it reaches a breaking point where I'm like, I don't care anymore. I need to spend this money. I'm going to go buy an Xbox. Yep. And then I do. We, we've all done that. <laughs> I, I, I have an Xbox right. and a TV. That's, <laughs> that's how you acquired those things, through jihad. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Haven't you seen that meme? I've been thinking yeah. about it. The main character, SpongeBob, lives in a pineapple under the sea. How do you think he acquired that house? Through jihad. <laughs> <laughs> um, so well, that was a tangent <laughs> number, number five you sometimes feel good about your earnings until you remember student loans and i'll expand that into like other debt debt you're like oh period. yeah oh yeah 
right? That's, like, cause, cause I, I mean, even, even this year, like I have these, these days where I get my paycheck every couple of weeks and I'm like, you're, Fuck you're yeah. essentially, you're essentially working to pay your bills. You are, yeah, exactly. you are owned by these, these people. And the number six is, or taxes. Yeah. Do you so, know how much money we pay in taxes? It's, it's stupid. It's insane. It's bullshit. Yeah. Like my salary, my salary oh, with taxes in, included is like fifty four, fifty five thousand dollars. Okay, and then fuel, and, and fuel tax on top of that, uh, sales tax on top of that, everything. Like it's just it's it's, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't like, know where that money's going. Like my salary is like forty fifty four, fifty five thousand dollars, and I net about forty eight. And I'm like, are you kidding, man? And you are six so, or seven thousand dollars. So lucky, like you have. Like, do you know what I paid in taxes last year? I don't even uh, want to. I don't even yeah. want to say. It's yeah, no, it, 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 it's, it's it, bullshit. It the federal make, government sucks. You're a bunch of assholes. It would make you throw up. I know. Okay, <laughs> you're a bunch of dicks, government. Yeah, it was a lot of Donald money. Trump suck my dick. Uh, number seven, you realize you need to take care of your body. Absolutely. I okay. So I know you have your your workout stuff right now, and like that's that's a thing for you. Yeah. I, I feel like I can attest to this one even more because I've gotten to this place now where I'm 34 and I hit 223, at, which is the highest that I've ever been. Last year when I was 34, that's exactly what happened to me. And I'm like, I got to make some changes. Yeah. Because you, you hit this place where you're like, whoa. Because everybody has to get old, but you don't have to get fat. You don't yeah. have to do that. That <laughs> one's optional. And I know that it's really easy to like eat a bunch of pizza and donuts and blow up to 400 pounds. That's your right. Because it tastes good. Oh, it's delicious. I miss pizza It's so amazing. Much. But, it so but at the much. same time, like I, I look at myself and I'm like, no. Yep. Nope. Uh, number eight, you don't like going out as much. <laughs> that's, that's a <laughs> which fact. Was, uh, which was not something that I enjoyed to begin with. And then uh, now it's like, I'm like, but house is on Hulu. Like, what? Right. And, uh, and so again, I, I feel like I can kind of attest to this more because I used to go out all the yes, time. Yes, you were uh, one of those and, people. And, and go to bars and clubs and all kinds of stuff. And now like... I'll go out if it's like last night, like Chet's playing and I'm like, yeah, no, that, that makes sense. That's, there's something more than just going out to a bar. But like, if you tell me like, Hey, let's just go out to a bar. Yeah. You're like, I'm why? probably just going to stay home and watch Netflix. There, there's a whole, <laughs> my friend, Netflix, there's a whole sub episode that we could do about how not well organized that bar was. But the question I want to ask is if you met yourself from like, your early 20s, like Vegas Mike, would Ooh. would he annoy you or would you like him? I would kick him in the nuts. Right? I mean, I, let's assume that like you didn't know that he was you, just some kid that was like... I would kick him in the nuts. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I would punch him until he could not move anymore. Okay. All right. <laughs> he would have pissed me off to no end. All right. Okay. He was a douche. Okay. Uh, number nine, you can't sleep properly anymore. Very true. Also accurate. Yeah. <laughs> we got home last night and I'm like, I got eight hours to get to sleep. I... <laughs> What did I do? I, I, I was watching House at like 1.30 and then I got four hours of sleep. You know what that is though? Like I, I feel like, because I do that too, especially with this new routine that I have because you know, there's days that I'm up at 4.30 in the morning. Right. So, but I, I don't know what it is, but there's something attached to like staying up late. Like I feel like if I go to bed at nine, I'm like, I'm missing something. I'm missing everything that's good. It's nine o'clock PM and I like, I, I should be staying up until like two because something cool is going to happen. It never does. No. It's just like fucking Netflix or Hulu. Nope. And then you're like, you're, it's two in the morning. You're like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I, why am I like this? <laughs> and then I wake up in the morning and I'm like, damn it. Yep. <laughs> this yep. sucks. Uh, number 10, you already kind of talked about, uh, you realize you have to plan and cook your own meals. Oh, <laughs> And, and really, I, I put in the minimum effort in that, in that category. <laughs> Throw it in a crock pot, 
Chop it up, blend, blend it. it, drink it. <laughs> done. You know, boom. Potato, broil it, turn it over, broil it. You're done. Potato, potato, yeah. potato, rice and eggs. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but it's still effort. Yeah, so it's like I wake up. My, I don't. I haven't woken up to an alarm forever. So I wake up at six, and I'm like, I might as well start the rice. <laughs> so I go and like turn on the rice maker, and it takes like. 30 seconds. <laughs> but I'm just irritated that you have I'm to get out so of so irritated it. by it. I'm like, I'm making my own rice like an <laughs> idiot. I hate this. Number 11, you realize how many things you love cost money. Yes and no. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> if, if I had more money, I could buy a lot more of the kind of distractions that I wanted. So let's put, yeah. let's put it that way. Uh, number 12, you notice that you downgraded your life goals. And to, to clarify that, the, the caption says, as a child, you wanted to live in a nice house. And as, as an adult, you just want to pay rent on time. <laughs> That's absolutely true. Okay, as subtopic, I feel like somebody took the difficulty setting of life and from when we were kids and to now and like just cranked, cranked it. it yeah. To like 11. Yeah, because it's like, I don't, I feel like there's a curve and I'm behind it the whole time. Yep. So it's like, well, I, like if this was, if I was making the amount of money I am right now and we were in like the early 1980s or like the late 1970s, I would be so well off, you know, I'd be fine, but it's not, it's not the case. Yeah. It's all screwed up. But yeah, uh, I agree. Number 13, you have to make your own appointments. You know, when you're a kid, oh, dentist, man. doctors, all that, like your parents made those and you just went because that was what you're to supposed some, to do. To some people, that is the pinnacle of adulting. Right. right? It's like you call and make your own dentist or doctor. I haven't been to the doctor since I was 19. I cannot believe you're still alive. I haven't been to the dentist since I was 19. They're going to like look at, you're going to have like a toaster, <laughs> like an entire toaster in your, in your stomach. I don't want to go. Because of the toaster? Because of the toaster or the dildo, but you know, it's, I don't know. It's, no, there's no dildo, but. After the batteries ran out, I, I did, you stopped complaining about it. I just it, shoved it up there. <laughs> um, but it's true. Like you, you make these. You have to make your own appointments for like the the essential things, like the right. stuff that that you're supposed to do as an adult, and it sucks. Number fourteen, you feel awkward when you try to make adult friends. <laughs> yep, it's so true. Because when you're young, you're like exposed to all these people in this variety of because you're in school, right? Yep. So you there's like I went to a big high school. There's like two thousand people there. Most of them were douchebags. You know, <laughs> most of them probably thought I was a douchebag, but. You, you find your, your group of misfits and then you go to the island of misfit toys and they become your friends. And then as an adult, I go to work with nobody. Like there's yep. at least 50% of the time nobody's at the office. And then I go to the gym and I don't talk to anybody. And then I come home and I, I watch House and my friends on TV. Yeah. So that's... A- I, again, this whole I read through this list this, and I was this like, is, wow. This is solid. All right, they, they, haven't, stuff, they, haven't, they have not missed yet. Uh, number 15, you often feel like an adult-child hybrid. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I like look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, how did this happen? I should not be taking care of myself. Like, where is my guardian? You know, it's just not. <laughs> Who's, who, where is the person that's telling me what I should do? Where is the person that's supposed to be taking care of me? Because surely it's not me. No. And then you realize that it is you and you're like, oh. Like this, oh, no. someone has made a horrible mistake. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> it, that's what went wrong to cause this set of events so but that's like that's the list that was a that's all list. 15 like they're all they make sense entirely yeah and so so to keep on the trend of adulting like that's 
I mean, if you want a list, go to go to lifehack.com and look up 15 things that make it. you realize you're an adult. Like, that's just, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> I wonder if I'll ever not feel like an adult child hybrid. Because I'm 35. There is no adult situation above this. But I'm like, I, I, I'm like a child that's like posing as an adult every day. Yeah. It's not good. Basically. Yeah. And I, I think that's the quality of a true adult is like, if you feel like you're an adult, then you're doing something wrong. If you feel like you're the age of an adult, but you're still kind of like a 18 year old kid that is just trying to do things right. Like then you're probably doing things on, on the right track. Yes. It's not fun. No, it's, it's fucking stupid. Adulting is dumb, but that's, that's all I got. Da, da, da. That's it. Like we, we could do the Twitter stuff, but we'll save that for another episode. I think we were like, what are we at right now? Like an hour and a half. Yeah. We're getting close. Yeah. Like we're, we're, we're running up there. So we covered a I, lot I don't want to run topics. this. I don't want to run this too long. Um, but again, not to bring this back down into a, a sad level, but it, if you need somebody to talk to call us, you know, it's mental illness is a thing, whatever it takes to get through that, then we would love to help or at least find a solution for that kind of stuff. Right. And as far as adulting goes, like it sucks. It's not fun. It, it's not easy. There's a lot of stuff that goes into it, but that's why we do this podcast because every week we talk about something that involves an adult topic. It's not fun. Not porn. But if you, <laughs> we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> if it's not fun, but if you do the right things and you make an effort, like every once in a while, it sucks just a little bit less. And maybe that's all you can hope for. Yep. Just keep trucking along. Yep. Two steps forward, one step back. At least you're moving one step forward. So cheerful this week. Math. Right. Math is hard. Math is hard. Do you, do you have a closing song? I'm going to see. We'll see. I've never. We should play a Chet song. We should play it. Or, or do, uh, I don't know, like maybe you, you're the king of the outro music. So let's see what this one is. Whoa. What the fuck? Have you heard the rumors that one half of Massive Attack is, is Banksy? Um, Robert 3D Del Naja, you heard that before? Yeah. Or, this or, is Aurora. Or, She's or, a Swedish girl. Banksy, let's see if you know what it is. Be a group of artists. And there's been a lot of facts, if you're unfamiliar with artists. street art, but when Massive Attack this is an Australian in a country broadcaster. or a city. Australians are weird. We talked about that last week. I feel like you Hi know guys. that he's 100% either Banksy, or if not, you're tied up in this somehow, and Aurora is Banksy. There, I have. I'm Who understanding like every third word they're saying. No, I'm not. I love Banksy. She's such a good singer. She's hot. If you know who, who Banksy is. I, don't even, I, I can't even see her, but her voice sounds hot. I feel like Aurora knows she Banksy. Is. It's just, there's an awkward tension seven. in here. It's kind of hard, hard to describe, but you definitely know what's going Maybe on. Maybe seven. Are we, are we ready to move into this, everyone? I think we're ready. I think we're ready. All right. Uh, Aurora covering Massive Attack, Teardrop on Triple J. Let's see if you know Take the song. Away. She has exactly the same kind of headphones that we have. Do you, know what the, uh, do you know what the original song is from? Yeah. No, you don't. No. Yeah. Uh. What? Yeah. Uh. This is a really interesting version Here of it. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Just kick it. They are so they are so enjoying this. Lay back at the end of the the hashtag adulting and other bad ideas podcast. Love, love wow, she has such a good voice. Love, love is this is the theme song to House, but it's a cover of it. Oh. So that that's how it connects. She has a 
It's just a cajon, a guy with a guitar, and her on the keyboard. And then the drop. Nice chord change. All right, that's it for us, guys. Wait, no, I want to listen more. Okay. <laughs> Her voice is haunting. I'll have to show you some of her other stuff. She's good. Yeah, no, that's that's intense. All right, guys. Wait, I'll listen to this off the air, but... That hard, wait, did you hear that harmony part? Yes. That's awesome. Thanks for listening yet again on our seventh episode. We're back again next week. And every week after that. If you need help, call us. I want to make that very clear. Standing invitation. Standing invitation. We want to make sure that you're okay. Until next week, happy adulting. Try to make good decisions. Don't make bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, hang in there, guys. Don't make it worse. Don't it, make it'll it be worse. okay. But I'm Mike. I'm Brian. We are the Hashtag Adulting and Other Bad Ideas Podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>